Welcome to the blow off. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the hour where there's nothing left to prove. Experimental It's a perfect world being heard. This is the maniacal hour. Pure 100% underground. Powered by the emotion of self passion. This is how we get Your mic is off again. My mic is off. Can you hear now me? Now? There, you're that, on that. That, is, that shouldn't have happened. But anyway, again, technical difficulties. But welcome to the blow off. I'm your host, Jimmy T. And my co-host, as you just heard him, he's the gardener, PF Doom. <laughs> <laughs> he is Dr. Jeff Lippman. Welcome back to the blow off, my friend. How's things? What's going on? All right, so I got my uh, my third vaccine yesterday, and then went to a birthday party last night for one of Las Sicarias friends. So it was an all South American party. So I drank some uh, Peruvian version of tequila and and some whiskey, and uh, so uh, I'm like twice hungover. It's like I got hit by a bus and drank. I didn't know there was Peruvian tequila, actually, Jeff. I mean, it's how we feel. It's called something else, but it, it tastes like tequila. Uh, on the front end, it's smoother and sweeter. On the back end, you can mm. you can tell you can get the tequila flavor, um, like the the mezcal or whatever you make uh, tequila from. But I think there's a little bit more. It's smoother, but it, it it's the same. It's just it's just it's an easier shot. It's less um, less shocking at the front. <laughs> Jeez, but it works. I've never heard, I've never tasted it, man. I've never heard of it, so I'm actually intrigued by Peruvian tequila. Find it's out like, what it's called. It's like called like Ascavela, Ascavera. I don't know. Oscar Meyer. Everyone's speaking Spanish. So, I mean, you know, I, I, Hola. I, I get what I can. <laughs> oh, beautiful, man. Well, man, it's it's been a bit of a. So that's the PF. Say, the Garner PF Doom is PF stands for pretty fucked. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking, I was thinking, what is the PF like stand for? I didn't yeah, think pretty it, it fucked. Was typo. But... I, it was a typo. It was a typo. Uh, it's supposed to be of, but uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with it and say pretty fucked. <laughs> I don't know if that's a coincidence or not, but but just quietly, man. Am I looking all slow motion to you right now while I talk? I don't know. Like, have I ever seen you in fast motion? No. What? Well, to me on on the video, it's kind of looking a bit um. Be jaggy, uh, but I don't know. You seem to hear me all right. I hear you fine. What it is is, is that like it's like half your body is invisible, so I, I can't really <laughs> yeah. see if you're slow motion or not because the like parts of your shoulder are disappearing and reappearing, and like your right ear is being cut off and then appears again. So <laughs> I'm, I'm more focused on like the, the, what is like well, like some horror movie that I'm seeing like on animator. Well, technically, you shouldn't be able to see my ears, Jeff, because I'm wearing headphones, but still. Well, it's the headphones that are being disappeared, and then and then your giant rabbit ears are showing up. Oh, Thanks, Jeff. I appreciate that one. Well, anyway, let's talk about some professional wrestling, man. Mm-hmm. That's what the blow-off is all about. It's all about the news. You know, for the week, we had a big last week with WrestleMania weekend and all that and all the events that went on. But now, after the smoke has settled and everything is, is as clear as day, it doesn't seem as uh, newsworthy as we had last week. Not been a pretty slow week, which, you know, I mean, for those of us who do 900 podcasts a week, that's probably okay. <laughs> we could use a breath, uh, could use a little relaxation. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think the highlights were Raw, Cody coming back. I think the low light was the Hardys match, tables match on Wednesday night. Uh, SmackDown had, you know, Raw had some returns. SmackDown had some debuts and returns, but it was sort of not an exciting show rampage i thought was abysmal so uh and mlw and nwa 
where uh, MLW and NWA. I did watch the most recent three episodes of New Japan Strong this week. I don't know if I said that this wow. week. Wow, no, you there, didn't there, actually. <laughs> there is zero reason to watch that. First of all, you can see almost all those guys in other shows, uh, sometimes with different names. But it's it like looks like NWA. They move a little bit like MLW, but there's no fans, and no fans with wrestling is death, and no fans with wrestling is not a choice when you have other choices. And there's, I mean. Really, still like I, what I watch like twenty hours of wrestling this week, not including WrestleMania. Jeez, that's a good effort, Jeff. <laughs> Seriously, that, that is a very good effort. But back to what you were saying about New Japan Strong Style, to be specific, you're right, man. As much as I want to watch that, right, like you know, as frequently as possible, every time I do watch it, just having no fans there, and you can hear absolutely everything what's going on around the ring, in mm -hmm. the ring it kind of just leaves you sort of just staring into space, even though there's some strong cards, I feel like every week with strong style, but how many people are actually watching it? Uh, well, very few. I mean, th this week as of, uh, I mean, this week, the show, like the last two weeks, they, they did like 5,600 or 5,200 and like 6,600. Three weeks ago was, was their top show, which, uh, or four weeks ago did 13,000. But then, wow. you know, the next show after that, like, crossed 10,000 barely after three weeks. Wow. So, I mean, they're, they're, they're doing about that. Like, they're on the descent. They had an apex and a de descent. And regular New Japan on access uh, continues to get clobbered, um, whether Impact goes up or not. Now, Impact also got clobbered. Impact, who had that, that recovery week, week last week of 149,000, which, I mean, years ago we would have laughed at that. But now that's, that's good for them. It's getting back to, like, Tessa champion days. <laughs> um or pre-kenny days uh right. but they lost sixty thousand viewers in one week to eighty nine thousand. so i mean is it too early to play taps for for that promotion well they're like the cockroaches of professional wrestling jeff yeah. every time you think they're gonna die they just don't die so i don't oh. think they're going anywhere to be honest with you no, you're probably i mean they're owned by their tv station you know they're right so right. i mean as long as as long as they're happy and they keep within the budget that you know their budget that's fine and they have a lot of people come and go and things like that but yeah so new japan strong so i mean unless you really want to see ken narita and um clark connors who's injured anyway and carl fredericks you know there, there's nothing else special i mean the other people you you can see you can see danny limelight as rivera all over the place you tjp was on you can see him on mlw and a million other places um you can see uh who the fuck was the other dude that was on i i don't know it, there's team filthy so if you're interested in seeing tom lawler, tom lawler right yeah, he's got two jabronis i can't remember who they were but they they joined with uh like the west side connection or something which was royce isaacs and danny limelight who's danny rivera or rivera, rivera from 5150 so and then hikaleo was out there it took him about 15 minutes to to beat up somebody um and then he said whoo that was easy i need some competition <laughs> juice robinson walks out oh the oh. juice is here you want competition i'm right here oh, i was wheeler yuda who was on also so oh really <laughs> this was from like probably you know probably nine months ago or something like that so <laughs> that, that's how delayed these these tapings are um i mean because first of all his his body looks completely different like he had abs he had lines where his chest really? is or whatever i mean He's still not a big guy, but he's he, he's defined. Like if he was your lifeguard, you'd be like, "Cool, good lifeguard." But <laughs> if you saw the guy on on AEW and he was your lifeguard, you'd be like, "I'm not sure he can carry me." Wow, I mean, what's he? It's not like AEW has like a like a daily sort of. Um, sorry about the phone in the background. I don't know if you can hear that, but uh, like a yeah, that's. I just figured it was you thinking hard. Yeah, no, nah, it's not my phone, man. My phone's on silent. But anyway, I figured that your brain made a cartoon uh, song when you were thinking hard. <laughs> Maybe it did. <laughs> but um, back to Willy Yuta. How can he be more in shape back then? And now, like, it's not like AEW has house shows every every other day that they don't do TVs. I mean, come on. How, what how can, does he have? How can they be in better shape before AEW? I mean. That almost everyone who joins AEW get was in better shape before. <laughs> I mean, almost all there's like a, a few guys who stayed the same. Pack who who's always always in shape. 
Brian Cage, who really doesn't work for AEW. I mean, he's there, but he doesn't do anything. Rusev Miro came into AEW looking ripped. But if, if you saw him, at, you know, while he was working steadily, he started to get unripped again. Maybe he's ripped again because he's not working. But Will Hobbs is the only one who has noticeably improved their physique. I mean, Oh, big time, big time. Oh, and Santana. Santana and Ortiz. But Santana, like, Ortiz has just gotten smaller, so he so he's looks more ripped. I mean, he looks good. But Santana's got bigger and Jack. But yeah. And, and Jericho recently. But everyone else has pretty much gotten out of shape. I mean, yeah, I guess Moxley, it took rehab to get him into a different form of shape. But I don't know. Most of them stay, you know, sort of stay the same. I mean, Guevara got bigger, then he got smaller again. Uh, you know, I don't know the, the young bucks. You know, for a while they were doing the the double bicep, and there was a bicep there, but not anymore. <laughs> well, Kenny seemed bigger too, actually, Jeff. I thought for a bit, for a bit. But you know, I mean, I, I'm going to give Kenny a pass because, like, when you can't lift your shoulder and <laughs> and your back is killing you, it's sort of hard to do weights or anything. Yeah, I mean, his knees, his back. I mean, and when you think about it, for all those years that he was performing the way he was. Was he ever taking time off? He never really took any time off, but really he was hurting that whole time, dude. I'll take your word for it because I, I, I it's not because I'm saying he wasn't, it's just I don't know what New Japan's schedule is like or what he did. I mean, I, you know, I knew who he was. I saw some of the matches, and every now and then he was on Ring of Honor when they had New Japan. Right, people. right. But I, no, I have no right. idea what their schedule is like. I mean, they, they seem to be on a taping schedule where they have a lot of free time. Yes and no. It all depends on what's going on. Like if it's the G1 Climax, I mean, these guys are working every day pretty much, you know what I mean? Except for like a random day off during, you know, mid sort of tournament. But like, that's pretty crazy. You know what I mean? And same with the New Japan Cups and the Junior Cups and tournaments that they have and all that stuff. But yeah, and then sometimes it can be very quiet, you know what I mean? So, mm -hmm. but anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll get to some New Japan news later on, actually. So, um, really? Not that you care, really, though, Jeff. I mean, <laughs> I can pretend for Jargo's sake. <laughs> Do tell. Oh, funny. Well, we'll start with WWE, though. Um, what do you think of SmackDown this past week, Jeff? Well, yesterday, um, shall, shall I say? Well, the yeah, day before. Friday. Um, Friday Night SmackDown. Not much, to be honest. I mean, it, it was mostly filler and recaps of WrestleMania, which I guess is to be expected. But there were no real big surprises. Um, you had, I mean, I guess the news is the, you know, Roman's next step is that the Usos need to unify the tag team titles. So they're obviously, you know, taking more time to evaluate him. Nakamura came out, you know, to challenge him. And Roman said, hey, listen, the tribal chief is, you know, is benevolent and feels empathy. You lost your partner. You need a tribal hug. And he gave him a hug. And <laughs> as soon as the hug ended, Nakamura looked confused and the, and the Usos gave him a super kick party. So, you know. So the Usos are going to Raw this week to challenge the RK Bros for the titles. And, gee, I wonder if Nakamura will get involved with or without another partner. Um, well, so. I, I'm hearing little, even though it's a no-shit sort of tidbit, right? Because mm -hmm. you know how all these dirt sheets are, right? Uh -huh. Obviously, you see what we saw on television. So uh -huh. naturally, everyone's like, well, Shinsuke Nakamura is your next challenger for your unified WWE Universal Championships, right? Yeah. And then now I was just looking, and now apparently it's going to be Drew McIntyre moving forward, right? Apparently on house shows, they've been advertising that you know it's going to be him and uh, they've been they've been Roman. facing each other on house shows for for months though. I mean that that is really nothing new, but but yeah, I mean that that's the rumor about the next push. But before there's a push, there, I mean there's usually a transitional feud, so you could have Nakamura being you know in, in one pay per view, but. We, we don't know Roman status. I, I I mean, I am of the belief that they'll give Nakamura like another partner, you know, whether it's someone from NXT, they have him come out with LA Knight or whatever, you know, something like that. But uh, we'll see. Anyway, I'm not sure. I mean, good for Nakamura that he's got something else going on, but, it, it, you know, you know, it doesn't seem to be much of anything. Um, the... The, I just got a note from Chris Ham saying, yes, the Gardener of Doom is official. <laughs> uh, uh, Shout out to Mr. AMBS, Bush yeah, in the morning himself. Doom. Right. He, he, he didn't notice my typo either. Um, it's the but, PF uh, Doom, Chris. PF, right. pretty fucked up. We're pretty fucked, right. Um, <laughs> yeah, so we had Rhonda open up the show, give a promo. Uh, it was 
it was i'm basically she was asleep which is like me right now um <laughs> but she you know says charlotte you can't you can't get yourself disqualified you can't run away anymore which is not what's happened i mean this is this is like an aew setup where none of it makes sense none of it actually happened so ronda demands an i quit match at wrestlemania backlash and charlotte on the tron gave a little promo and that ended up with no get to the back of the line bitch oh, nice yeah and just uh just quietly we've got some comments in the comment section of the show and uh shout out to the professor chavela vera cruz who says in breaking news the pope was almost kidnapped last night apparently jeff is that true because i haven't even heard nothing unless it's elijah burke i don't know what that has to do with this oh show. yeah no no no. It, actually it was elijah burke i do remember hearing about it and it was the pope that uh that apparently was a bad uber <laughs> i don't want to laugh but um apparently he got an uber he jumped in the car and then whoever this guy is ends up trying to kidnap the guy man i don't know any more details than that it's pretty funny because well, there goes, there goes your badass interpretation that was applied to jacob fatu and alexander hammerstone earlier in the night well the apparently the Apparently the Pope was actually pretty shook up, man. So <laughs> he's a man of God. <laughs> Jeez. I'm well, shout out to the Pope. I hope you're feeling better. And I'm, Chris, I'm glad you're okay. Absolutely. And Christopher Ames also says in the comments that push for Yuda is useless. I understand Tony wants to build the style all himself, but the kid can't talk. He's skinny as hell, and his in-ring work is lacking. He also goes on to say, "Oh, and the main event." of hyper battle was absolutely perfect physical storytelling okada is the man yes i'm aware in saying that about a japanese wrestler wow uh i agree with everything you said about wheel yula yuda i have no comment on the okada thing because i didn't watch it and never will <laughs> god you what you don't rate okada at all actually jeff if he if he makes his way onto one of my tv screens if he's on aw or for wwe somehow or nxt or nwa or mlw i'll happily watch him i've seen him before but i'm not looking for i'm not going to watch japanese wrestling i'm not interested oh, i'm not man, interested that's... in those anime characters with their ridiculous hair <laughs> well they are like real life anime characters actually they really are even with their music their look everything about them i love that about japanese professional wrestling though man it's something different you know what i mean it's not exactly like your western style of pro wrestling you know what i mean it, no i don't it's just different i don't think well so. you should watch it more often if you watch like companies like mlw and uh you know ring of honor impact wrestling and whatnot i feel it's better than most of those companies in terms of yet those companies product. are here and easily accessible on my tv and if i want to see those people i can see them which is not the case and they also generally speak english which is helpful for me well, you can always get New Japan World, which speaking of New Japan World... I'm absolutely not spending money on New Japan. Well, you might actually. Who knows? Because, not that you need to, but but New Japan World have secured the rights to Dynamite, AEW Dynamite and AEW Rampage to be screened on their platform for 9.99 yen for anyone who Wow, that's so right? It's a big deal. That is actually a big deal. Now that is it a big it deal? Because Why is it a big deal? I feel it's a big deal because, A, we might get that super show that a lot of us are kind of clamoring for, and, B, hopefully now we see an influx of New Japan wrestlers in AEW, in particular like your Okadas, who I'd love to see on Dynamite. I think it'd be crazy. Or your Naitos. For what? There's already 200 wrestlers in AEW. Why do they need more? <laughs> so let me ask you a question. People in Japan, how do they watch New Japan? Do they subscribe to New Japan World or do they just watch it on TV? No, it's on television over there. Exactly. So who's getting New Japan World? People who get New Japan World are probably mostly American or, or Australian people who already get dynamite. This is this is right. nothing new. This is nothing. The people in Japan already see New Japan. So unless AW Dynamite is on a ch channel in Japan, this is not an entry into the Japanese market. Now, is this is New Japan paying AW? Is AW paying a New Japan? Is someone getting like what's the exchange? I mean, somebody. This is good for somebody. It's it's business. That that's great. But I mean, I I just of about a, there's about a hundred and nineteen thousand subscribers worldwide to New Japan World. That is that is 
The last time I heard, this was about four months ago, the source is Brandon Thurston from WrestleNomics. Right. So it might be less now. It might be more now. I've heard nothing about New Japan. I'm going to guess that if anything is less. But let's just say it's the same. My guess is that there's some cord cutters in Japan who subscribe to World as opposed to using some other device. Probably not. But 95% plus of those people are out of Japan. Probably at least half of them are in the United States. And the other half are probably in the UK and Australia. Those, well, that's actually true. You, all of those people already have easy access to AEW television. What's the difference? You're right. I mean, look, and you know why you do talk sense. I mean, it, it isn't like they're on Japanese television, literally. But this sounds well, a little bit to me like, uh, like, oh, Warner has HBO Max, so obviously AW is going to be on HBO Max. What? It's it's like you're going from A straight to Z. Right, right, and I agree. I agree with that 100. percent I mean, it's, but, it's like when Indonesia Disney got the rights to WWE Network yeah. in Indonesia. <laughs> everyone's like, WWE is being bought by Disney. No, that, that's not the way the world works. That's that's crazy, man. But as far as uh, AEW being on New Japan World, I think it's a good thing for AEW because really. They're not in that many markets around the world when you think about it. Like technically, they're they're really not. Not compared to WWE. You know what I'm saying? Is so, the TNT app not available everywhere on Earth? Is is aren't uh, they like on Fight TV or Be in the Zone or one of those? I mean, I'm pretty sure yeah, they've got some international streaming already. I I just don't see how this is a big deal. If anything, maybe it adds value to New Japan Strong for their existing subscribers who are who are otherwise cord cutters. Other than that, I don't I don't see this as being a big deal. Now, if New Japan's getting money from AEW for doing well, it would seem that New Japan would be giving money to AEW for being able to air their rights. Maybe there's a revenue, maybe there's some sort of ad split or whatever. I just don't see this as being a big deal. I mean, it's not nothing, it's good, but it it I, I just don't I think get it's, you. yeah. I, I think if they wanted to exchange talent, all it would take would be a phone. All will happen is that whoever's running New Japan now will go, Tony, hey, do, do you want to take Participate in the G1. Yes. I mean, what you know what Man says Tony jumps and says to, can we send you Tomoshiro Hero? Uh, can we send you Midget King <laughs> Bundy? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that yeah. sounds great. Everyone will be so excited. Every he gets well, on there, I'm like, who the fuck is that? Speaking of TK, I don't know if you caught his latest interview with Barstool Sports, <laughs> or should I say Barstool Wrestling? Mm-hmm. Dude, I only wanted to watch it just to hear what he said about Cody. Okay, because apparently he was going to speak about Cody. I kid you not, I got all the... Well, yeah, even that, because he looked... Every time I was looking at him, I was thinking of what you said to me, right? So I'm like, you know what? This guy fucking does look like a cokehead really deep down, right? Mm -hmm. But but anyway, not only did I waste my fucking time watching this shit, seriously, he's such a geek. He's such a fucking mark. I mean, seriously, dude. I can't say... Can't stand him. I got all the way 95% through the interview just for me to turn it off and never heard what he said about Cody anyway. <laughs> you see? You know, he's he's actually perfect for wrestling if he would just let I mean I, I don't know, but like if like he let Christopher Daniels and Dean Malenko book the shows, I, I'm sure they would at least make more sense. Well, Dean Malenko's, you know, got early signs of Alzheimer's, dude. No, no, he has Parkinson's. And I heard Alzheimer's too. I know he's got Parkinson's. Oh, he's but got if he's got Alzheimer's. And Alzheimer's? Yes. All right. Well, maybe. How about Dustin? Dustin could probably book wrestling. I mean, let, let him do something. Speaking of Dustin, um, his daughter got married just a couple of days ago, but that doesn't Dakota? matter. That's irrelevant. Dakota, yeah, yes. Yeah, she's, she's, she's got married. She's, she's nice. She's very, well, she's, she's very nice on Twitter. She's, she's, no, she's, for sure. Definitely. She seems like a, a sincerely nice person. 100%. For her. But, Congratulations. Uh, Absolutely. Here at the blow-off, we congratulate Dakota Runnels. Isn't she like a, like a professional photographer something like that? I'm not sure, to be honest with you. I oh, know she works for AEW, though. She actually works, as I saw on her Facebook, because when I saw Dustin post on Facebook, Dakota was commenting as well. So I clicked on her page, and it says she works in AEW. So yeah. maybe she, I don't know maybe what she, she does. Maybe she photos for their social media. I, I think she's a <laughs> photographer or, or an artist of, of some sort. Anyway, okay, well, whatever the case, yeah, good on it. Congratulations, and uh, well, more importantly, Carmella and Corey Graves got married, and that Alexa too. Bliss got married, too. and Alexa Bliss, right? And I mean, uh, geez, in Blizzakistan, 
Hey, that looked nice wherever they were at. It looks like they were in somewhere in California to me. Well, geez, what a surprise. Millionaires getting married in, in nice locations. <laughs> and Naya Snacks was apparently there too, eating eating up all the snacks um, because she looked pretty big. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, man. She looked pretty huge. Well, she, I mean, well, if you're going to, I mean, she is big and she was big and she's not going to be less big if she's not working 300 days a week, but I mean, a year. Um, but next to Alexa Bliss, I mean, we'd look big. Oh, well, Alexa Bliss, man, she looked like she had a big wedding. For all yep. you conspiracy theorists out there, did you see? Did you check out the floor? It was all the black and white checkered floor. Oh, no, I didn't check it out, but that that's great. Maybe was the fiend there? Did he come through the floor? <laughs> that would have been great. Was, you know what's great? The locked door saying, yelling, let me in. Oh, man, that'd be funny. But you know what? It, what is great, though, Jeff? Me? Have you ever, yeah, do yourself a favor and, and everyone that's listening or watching us right now, type in YouTube like WWE Ring announcers doing weddings. Okay. For example, like Howard Finkel, right? Uh huh. And he's doing it like he's announcing the, the groom. Dang, come on, man. <laughs> it's funny, dude. At least, at least pick on Bobby Cruz or Justin Roberts. I'm not picking on Howard Finkel. I'm saying this is cool to see, dude. <laughs> Come was, on was now. He, is he an officiant? Is he a, like an ordained something or other? I mean, Howard Finkel is Jewish, I guess. So I guess he'd be a rabbi. What, is he a rabbi? No, he was just announcing, like him seeing oh. the wedding. But uh-huh. the way he announces everyone, like even Bruce Buffer, it, it's great to see. It's funny, dude. Like it's pretty funny because they go, they do it like they're doing like a UFC event or a WWE event. It's, it's pretty funny to see. But uh, yeah, man, there's a lot of weddings. A lot of weddings. I mean, how did how did the wrestlers all fit in this time to even attend these bloody things, man? I guess that's why it's been a slow week in wrestling. Nobody could get any DUIs or get into any trouble while they're all invited to weddings. So good for oh, them. Um, Shout so, outs to to Jimmy Uso. <laughs> everyone at home, make your own list. Um, so yeah, what else? SmackDown. So we saw uh, Gunther. Uh, be escorted by Ludwig Kaiser, who, despite the reports, that was Martel Barcel, as opposed to Fabian Eichner, who we were told Fabian was coming up with Gunter, and uh, Marcel was going to be left behind, but it, it seems it's the opposite. So Ludwig Kaiser coming out, Gunter beat some jobber, um, and Ludwig was like being like a maestro out there. He was like doing his opus kind of thing. Um, There's already too many of those types, Jeff. God. Yeah, well, they they were in bright red, you know, uh, almost <laughs> like they were like the Soviet Union. I, I guess it's German <laughs> red, but German Blitzkrieg red. So they're still. Listen, I know that people like this is cool. a contra- controversy. I am all for heels being heels, and I, I don't care what the insinuations are. Bad guys should be bad guys. I'm cool with it. I agree 100. percent But is it red for each German red? I think it's just red for. Uh, you know, militarism, just red for blood. <laughs> red for blood. Why you do know, they change blood. the name? Red usually you? means blood. That's what it usually well, stands for. The, 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 blood that, the blood that spilled to earn that country. I mean, in Japan, it's the sun, obviously. Right. It's not well, old, oh, yeah, that's true. But um, anyway. Die unless, unless it's water and or it's landlocked, uh, then white would be sky. Yellow is usually gold. Green is grass and foliage usually. <laughs> and welcome to the to the school hour with Dr. Jeff Lindman. Fun with flags with Sheldon. <laughs> with Sheldon Cooper. Um, Sheldon Cooper. Oh, my God, please. And Lacey Evans came back and gave a pre-taped vignette, or I, I think it was pre-taped, whatever it was. She was doing basic. <sighs> she was in. She, listen, let's give her. She was in fatigue, so she's coming back as a face. And her fatigues were had a deep V, so she was showing some cleavage. So, yay, that was good. That was the only part that made this possible. She is hot, but she was basically doing the Liv Morgan, like, I came from the rough home, and my mother was niece, and my father was abusing me. And that's the problem I have right there, Jeff, because she was the southern lass, wasn't she? Like, you know, the southern sort of uh, not, not poor, that's for sure. She was like more. Like a like a rich upbringing kind of thing, right? And now yeah. suddenly she's come from a hard place. 
Well, it was a it was a character, so that character wasn't working. So they're trying to repackage her, and this could work because she's also saying, you know, United States Marine. She didn't talk about oh, her law enforcement. Okay, her that's good because she's but, a killer in real life, man. She's apparently very good right. at with guns. Right. She sounds like a sad sack. Basically, it was the live Morgan. My life was hard. Uh, this this is my dream. Except added, I have a baby, and now I'm a mother too. I mean, it it's all very sweet. If it was the end scene of a like one of those the vow or, or one of those like cult or or real life crime shows that at the end you see the person's recovering and, and they're finally moving on with their life this would have been fine as the closing segment for that go oh it's good she survived and now there's hope it, it was not a good wrestling promo so this was this so th- this was a fail i think the the ludwig and the gunter thing was fine everyone goes crazy about name changes i don't it was it, it was fine it, it, but you know good to see him but smackdown you know it didn't need to be watched. I, I would I would call it a C minus. Really, that bad? Maybe it's. I well, mean, there was just so much filler. Oh, I forgot. Raquel Gonzalez is now Raquel Rodriguez, and Los Lotharios tried what? to get a double kiss, and she said, "She said, not a chance, fellas." <laughs> Why are they doing this to everybody, man? Anyone now that's coming up to the main roster, it seems they're changing their names. Why? I don't get it. Okay, well, yes, you do, because we've had this conversation before, because they want to trademark the name. But, yeah, and I get that, but they could have done that with their previous names anyway. Maybe. Is is Raquel Gonzalez not her real name? Or did she ever use it, it on the name. Indies? Could she ever use it on the sure. Indies? Like, I, Walter I used his on the Indies for years. Right. They That's owned true. Walter, but he also had a common law trademark before, so they want own a new thing. The other thing is, when you type in Raquel Gonzalez, what comes up? Pictures of her with Adam Share. Right, right. That's, so true. Actually, that's is, true. So there's a bunch of there's there's a, just a few reasons for you. But the other thing is, this is what they do. Unless you come in famous, unless you're AJ Styles or Samoa Joe, they're gonna change your name. That's true. That's that's very true. But oh, that just came up. <laughs> I don't, I don't wow. know why that just started showing up, but that's true. Like we said before, the Pope was almost kidnapped okay. last night. For those night. who are just watching, this is the, I mean, it's still serious, but it's the Pope Elijah Burke, not not the Pope in Rome. So <laughs> not Francis II or whatever his, whatever his name is. <laughs> well, that would have been huge news if it was the Pope in Rome. It, it would have been. Pope Francis? I, think it's, I think it's important for us to say it's the Pope Elijah Burke who, yes, still sometimes wrestles, though he mostly talks on NWA. Oh, God damn it. And you know what? I was a fan of his back in the day on Impact Wrestling or TNA, whatever you want to call it. Sure. But but he seems like, like other than NWA, really, no one seems interested in him. Well, he's not very good at the wrestling thing. And, and you know, if you can talk, that's fine. But they don't want him on commentary, which, I mean, they could put him on commentary. Their commentary is terrible. Um, but I don't know. I, you know. I, I can't answer that for you. Maybe you said I want to wrestle, and they said, "Okay, you'll wrestle three times a year." And he's like, "Cool." <laughs> Heck, I used to even like him as Elijah Burke, but it is what it is. And well, anyway, Jeff, one one other thing about SmackDown: mm-hmm. Are we going with Nakamura right now for the for the undisputed championship, or are we moving on to Drew ba- uh, McIntyre? Uh, I mean, I don't think even if we're moving on to Nakamura, it's going to be short lived. No, I. I I mean, I fully expect Nakamura to interfere. So I don't know if we said it, but the, the, the Usos, Roman's next step is that the Usos are going to unite the tag team. Right, right. So they're going to yeah, go to Raw and face right. the RK bros. Uh, and Nakamura came out, and then they gave him a super kick. Anyway, so Monday, I, I think it's more likely the Nakamura interferes in the tag team match. I don't think that it, I don't think the Nakamura versus Roman is a thing. I mean, I think they're still evaluating Roman to see what his health is like. So... I mean, Nakamura, my guess, will get another partner. Maybe surprise us with someone. Maybe, you know, LA Knight or Dexter Loomis or someone that they're oh, going to raise up. I don't I don't know. Hell no. That just doesn't make sense. If that was to happen, that's just... I hope that doesn't happen. Put it that way, Jeff, please. They, they love their mismatch, you know, tag teams. I know. They should have called it the mismatch challenge. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that show? The mix match challenge or whatever the fuck? Yeah. I mean, obviously, it's not what they're doing with Sami Zayn, but I, I, you know, posited maybe they'll just reform the artist collective and you know and go that way. But it, it looks like they're doing something different with Sami Zayn. For life of me, I can't remember what it was, but the, he uh, he was gonna he had a match against Drew McIntyre, uh, but he just avoided and got himself counted out. Okay. Well, speaking of Sami Zayn, 
he said earlier in the week that that match at WrestleMania 38 with uh, Johnny Knoxville was one of his favorite matches of his career, if not his favorite. Who, who wouldn't want to live a cartoon? <laughs> True. I guess so. But, you know, that surprised a lot of people, including myself, in a way. I mean, it's probably the easiest work he ever had to do in a match and probably got, and probably got the biggest bang for his buck. Why, why wouldn't it be? I mean, people like going to amusement parks. Why, why wouldn't you? It's, this is... This is the adult version of a kid jumping in one of those those you know ball things, the jumping houses that people get at their birthday parties and they blow up the like the cages and all the moon bounces. They call moon bounces. Well, like we said on the WrestleMania review show, which you can find at the pwtnetwork.pubbing.com. There you go, Ooh. cheap plug. But um, you know, it was a fun match, dude. I actually think it was a fun match. I thoroughly enjoyed it for what it was. You know, just as long as you look at it for what it was and not mm-hmm. expect some sort of professional wrestling clinic, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it, it was good, you know what I mean? But you know what, yeah. Jeff? I want to get your thoughts on something that happened on Wednesday night on Dynamite. Ooh. And more specifically, the Hardy Boys match with Butcher and the Blade. Oh, What the hell was that, dude? It was a train wreck. It was terrible. I mean... I mean, first of all, I, I don't know what's going on with AEW that they refuse to book matches where there's any doubt who the victor is going to be. I mean, there's there's like no suspense, I guess, because they don't need to. But I, I mean, I, I'm tired of seeing Max Caster lose in matches. Yes, of course, he's going to lose. And Anthony Bowens before him. They're just taking turns. But I don't get that. But the match you asked me about, I mean, it was sloppy. The, the Hardys can't work. Jeff is doing like his pay-per-view moment things weekly now, like they're nothing. <laughs> yeah. um, and the rules were really weird. Like it was a, an elimination ta- uh, uh, tables match. And what was supposed to happen is if you put your opponent through a table um, with an offensive move, they're eliminated. So apparently it's no DQ, so they don't have to leave, but they're eliminated. And they mentioned that so many times there couldn't have been you know, mistake. I mean, it could have easily been that nobody gets eliminated until both members of the team are put through a table. Okay, that, that's fine. That's a new wrinkle, but that would have made the, the match make more sense. Uh, right. Anyway, the, the big deal is that Jeff Hardy, who was eliminated rather early in the match, he's the one who did the finish off the ladder uh, onto a table, you know, crushing the blade or whoever it was, maybe the butcher. I'm not even sure which one it was. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Does it matter? And, right. And, and that was the end of the match. So Jeff Hardy, who had been eliminated, eliminated the last guy of the butcher and the blade which isn't supposed to happen even though it's non-dq he's eliminated so it should be moot the, the match would have continued which was terrible enough and then the rest of the andrade family office comes sauntering down so slowly like they're completely not serious about doing anything like they're afraid of these two guys who just you know basically just got themselves killed going through tables left and right and sting alone was able to catch up to them at age 63. <laughs> he, had, he had like one of those like sword scabbards with his bat on, on his back. That was sort of cool. Yeah, that was him. cool, actually. <laughs> that was cool. And then he chased them all away and Andrade pulled the Macho Man Randy Savage and, and pulled the bunny in front of him as, as a shield. And the bunny looked like she was okay with it. She's like, hey, you're not going to do anything to me, big guy. Um, and um, I don't know. I was thinking about maybe I got distracted by the porn possibilities here but uh <laughs> anyway uh, andrade sidled off and and, and jose jose said Ooh, and ran away um e- even though he's uh, actually jacked. that's so stupid but but you know what andrade played his part really well and speaking of andrade apparently charlotte and andrade are getting married this summer dude more marriage speaking more. of couples more marriages man and get this he also said to charlotte mm-hmm. that he doesn't want her to come to the wedding in Mexico, apparently it's going to be at looking like Charlotte. And she goes on to say, what do you mean by that? He goes, let's make up. <laughs> That's not okay. a joke. That's what he said. So okay. instead of looking like sure, he just wants her to be her. Okay. All right. Listen, it's their wedding. I, I don't have a lot of experiences with these things, but usually it's not a good <laughs> idea to tell the bride what to do. <laughs> Um, now I know it's like her like 17th marriage, so you know, maybe it's time to try something new. Anyway, listen, good luck to them. They got they got I mean, there's zero chance that if Rick Flair is still alive, he doesn't ruin that that wedding. Oh my god. <laughs> Can you imagine that? All the Mexican side of the family will absolutely probably hate his guts or love him. It's one or the other. They'll love him for the first 25 minutes and be like, 
This guy sucks. <laughs> isn't he? A th- isn't Andrade a third generation wrestler anyway? I have no idea. I, I mean, isn't everyone in Mexico like a seventeenth generation wrestler? Right? <laughs> yeah, like going probably. back, going back to Montezuma. <laughs> probably more than likely. Who knows? But um, yeah, man. I thought I'd speaking of weddings early. I thought you know I'd touch on that. But let's move on to Ring of Honor news, actually, Jeff. Where Ian Riccoboni talks plans for Ring of Honor before the promotion purchase. Riccoboni. Riccoboni. It's the accent, Jeff. See, oh, for me sorry. to say what you said, I'd say Riccoboni. Uh-huh. <laughs> See, uh-huh. so I'm a, I'm Australian, so it's Riccoboni. The way we pronounce shit, it's it just sounds like that, Jeff. So I wasn't aware you could pronounce to- names differently of people's actual names, but okay. <laughs> it's more got to do with the accent and how it sounds. I see. For me to do it like you, it's like me putting on half an American accent. Okay. Well, let's hear what, what Ian, the Rock My Boner, said. Well, he goes on to say, I'll give you a scoop that was kind of out of there, but it kind of unintentionally faded away on purpose. This event was intended to rebrand and relaunch before being purchased by Tony Khan. There was a logo that I've seen that I like, but I don't like it. As much as the logo we have now, and I don't like it as much as the logo that I have on my shirt here. That's their new logo, but there that was intended to launch at the new Supercard. That didn't happen, and there was some merchandise that went with it. So those are interesting. I've asked the previous owner if I can get some of that merch before they donate it or whatever they do with it. I've been told I cannot have it, so I'm a little disappointed. It is one of the rare pieces of merch. So... Yeah, not not really anything sort of uh, newsworthy with that. I wasn't even expecting it. To so be they invested a logo. in a logo and they invested in some merch, but they did not actually hire anybody to be on the card. That's uh, terrific. The one thing I heard from Ian R- Riccoboni this week, Rock My Body this week, uh, Riceroni this week, was that he had not heard anything from Tony Khan or the new Ring of Honor ownership about whether he'd be engaged or, re- or retained. Really? Yeah. So well, he actually says another thing. Actually, okay. Well, let's let's hear it. Let's get to it. And apparently, after the sale, one of the most comforting pieces of news was that allegedly that I'm getting my news from Dave Meltzer. I think here, which may or may not be accurate, he's usually on the money though. That Tony Khan's group bought all of the equipment, including the padding around the ring, including the barricades. They did. We were doing. We know of course. He bought, the, he bought the production trucks. He bought all the equipment because AEW had been, had been leasing this from TNT this whole time. So, so now he actually has his own production equipment. This is not news. This is maybe it's news to Ian Riceroni, but not to not to me. Oh yeah, no, you're right. I don't know why he's even saying that. He also spoke about former AEW star and current WWE star, the American Nightmare Cody Rhodes, made Ring of Honor a destination promotion. And how Cody brought the highest buy rate for the promotion and got people interested. He goes on to say, so Cody made Ring of years ago. Well, this is what he's saying. Okay. Cody made Ring of Honor a destination. Cody was a guy that came in when everybody said he couldn't do it or that he was too big for this company or that company. And why are you bringing Cody in? Cody popped our highest buy rate to the point ever. Cody came in and he got people interested and he made a connection with Bullet Club. It helped Ring of Honor take off. So to see him succeed too, to hear that massive ovation that he got and the masterful job of the commentary of just letting everybody hear it at WrestleMania, just letting everybody feel it, that's pretty neat. Cody might be an exception, but think about the WrestleMania. A Ring of Honor guy wrestled Steve Austin in the main event of night one. A Ring of Honor guy on night two had maybe one of the most fun matches I've ever seen against the guy from Jackass. Up and down the card, AJ Styles, Damian Priest, you name it, if... They most likely have come from Ring of Honor. Okay, this is this is really exciting breaking news. Like the rest of the world didn't know that a lot of these people went through Ring of Honor at some point. That Ring of Honor wasn't a place where some some indie stars went and became bigger deals other places. Yay! Okay, great. Thanks, Ian. Um, <laughs> the, the, the one the interesting piece. Listen, he's going happy, happy, joy, joy because he wants a job and he should. He's playing all his cards right. He's saying absolutely nothing but everything with a smile. Good for him. Smart. He's a nice guy. They should hire him. He's better than Excalibur. He's better than Mark Henry. He's better than Paul White. Do you think right? so? He's, yeah, he's better. He's better than Ricky Starks. He's better than Chris Jericho. So I mean, there's plenty of room for him on on AEW commentary or otherwise. Well, look, I like him too, but as far as if he's better, there's there's one nitpick I have with him. He's too chill, man. 
He's way too calm. He doesn't know, like, in big sort of matches how to, like, emphasize excitement like the other guys do. Do you know, do you know what I mean? There hasn't been a big match in Ring of Honor in six years, so I mean, what's, what's what's to get excited about? We're dying. We're dying slowly. Oh, come really, on, really, really slowly, come on, man. To be it's fair, he's kind of been like I prefer Kevin Kelly. Put it that way. It's like moving your mother to hospice, and she's there for fourteen months instead of <laughs> instead of three days. Come on, this, what do you expect them to? All right, here's the news that I heard from Ring of Honor, which is which is important. Also, shouldn't be a surprise to anyone, but it has been reported that much of the Ring of Honor existing roster or what you would have associated with the roster will not be engaged by Ring of Honor, maybe some, but most of the new Ring of Honor roster will be mostly comprised of existing AEW talent. Shocker. Really? Yeah. Really? So they're going to go with that sort of route? I mean, isn't that what we've been saying the entire time? Right, but I think that's a bad move too. you got to mix it up with some, like at least half the roster being like from the – Last year, you know, the last sort of Ring of Honor sort of uh, roster, you need that. Yeah, I know yeah. Matt Taven, like Matt Taven is apparently signed with um, Impact Wrestling, right? Yeah, but Impact Wrestling has like 90-day contracts. Is it? Is, is that what's going on over there too? I think so, yeah. Well, nevertheless, I don't know. I think that might just alienate sort of your diehard Ring of Honor original sort of type of fans, man. So there's there aren't any. This is why the company went out of business. There aren't any left. Well, they've got they got a decent showing for their last pay per view. Obviously, apparently they didn't because Steve was there, and obviously you didn't listen to Hammerlock Hangover because he said that there might a minute that there might have been seven hundred people in 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 the house. Seven hundred twenty. So obviously Tony Khan bought fifteen hundred tickets. <sighs> Or it looked, thousand it tickets more than 700 people decided, yeah, that seems pretty far and it's late and it's let's go to the Hall of Fame instead or whatever. Well, I heard that, um, that basically uh, there was a lot of walk ins on the night of the pay per view. Steve was there, he said that the building was more than half empty, really. Yeah, so it was it was topped off, no, just empty. Wasn't I never off. saw well funny enough, I never saw really any empty seats during the broadcast. Well, he, well, he took pictures. Well, of course, because they're smart enough to do that. They they do it every week on AW, yeah, not showing you all the empty seats. They know how to do that. But there are pictures on the Hammerlock Hangover Facebook page that Steve took during the course of the show. That's weird. That that, that stuff doesn't I'm I've, I'm a member of the Hammerlock Hangover Facebook page, and for whatever reason, I never see anything coming out of the Hammerlock Hangover page <sighs> on my feed. I'm Neither serious. Do Neither do I. I'm serious too. That's strange though. <laughs> it's kind of weird. Well, anyway, to New Japan news, it wouldn't be the bluff without some New Japan news. Let's be honest, Jeff. We're so, starting on New Japan again? Yes, we are. New Japan Pro Wrestling announces that the IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship has been vacated during last night's New Japan Hyper Battle 22 Day 5 event from the Ryoku Kurikan in Tokyo, Japan. An announcement was made by the promotion that the IWGP US Heavyweight title has been vacated. Sonata, who held the IWGP US Heavyweight title, revealed during last night's show that due to him suffering an orbital fracture at the 22 New Japan Cup event, he had no choice but to vacate the title, but no timetable was announced for his in-ring return. (laughs) You're an ass. You're an asshole, Jeff. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) <laughs> um, yeah, okay, so new, new. Oh, well, well, um, I told you it's a slow week, man. So, so, so the injury that Sonata got a month ago is he has to vacate the title. So, the title that he should have gotten 10 years ago when, when New Japan was interesting and he was interesting, anyway. Everyone's saying his, his knees are shot anyway. What about is it like him and Naito? They have no knees. Well, yeah, that's true. And also, Tanahashi is another one of those. But I was also going to announce that the full lineup of their 20, uh, 2022 Wrestling Dontaku event. And I know you're not interested, but just for our listeners, I'm just going to read out. They're not what's interested in store. either. Well, <laughs> I'm actually looking forward to this card because I think okay. it's pretty strong. But in the main event, we got the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship match between Kazuchika Okada, your champion, versus Tetsuya Naito. Also, the IWGP United States Championship match between Hiroshi Tanahashi and Will Ospreay. We also got a junior heavyweight championship match between Al Desperado, your champion, versus Teichi Ishimori, 
And also the never open weight championship match between Evil, who's champion, versus Tamatonga. We've also got an IWGP tag team championship match between Yoshihashi and Hiroki Goto, your champions, versus Jeff Cobb and Greta Khan versus Balak Fale and Chase Owens. And also the junior tag team championship is also on the line. Every belt, pretty much, Jeff, between Taguchi and Mastawaro, your champions, versus Kanemaru and Duki. And also... Last but not least, a singles match between Tangaloa and Yujiro Takahashi. I love the tempura shrimp. Thank you. <laughs> uh, man, I, I can't believe you shit on it as much as you do. It is what it is. But that's Mr. Jeff Lippman, who's a huge fan of New Japan Pro Wrestling. Clearly, right, Jeff? Yes. I, I love it when Optimus Prime fights the Decepticons. <laughs> I love it when Voltron fights Ultraman. It's really exciting. Oh, dude. Why why, why do you so dislike Japanese wrestling? Why? why? Why do you like it so much? Do you speak Japanese? I don't, know. I don't speak Japan. So I, I, I know a few words, like arigato. I, I, I mean, I don't, I don't watch CML or AAA either. I don't watch wrestling from South America or, or from Russia. I mean, why, why would I watch something I don't understand? What, what, what's the purpose? I mean, oh, wrestling man. is wrestling. There's tons of it. I I don't know why anyone... I mean, I've been hearing for a year how great New Japan Strong is. It nearly killed me to watch three of these episodes because I promised people I would watch at least three episodes and give it a try. So boring. It's just wrestling. It's just half the same guys, some different guys. It's just wrestling. Same types of stories, same moves, same whatever. Big deal. Who gives a fuck? It's, there's there's wrestling I can understand. So uh, we, there's, there is... Uh, you know, there's interesting news that the people from Discovery Media said that they want everything on their cable broadcast channels to be PG. So I guess AEW is going to have to sell out too. And so PG Punk's really going to become PG Punk. Oh, uh, no, no, no. I hope that does not happen. It's, it's, it's happening. That's what, the, that's what the head said. And he also said right. he's, he's targeting $3 billion of budget cuts as well. So, Oof. yeah. Now, but wait a minute. What about Discovery ID? I don't know what Discovery ID is. You don't know? It's basically like a criminal like type of channel. Well, that if that channel is doing well, it's probably okay. But they probably have a bunch of other channels, which are either going to go away entirely or they're going to consolidate some channels and do whatever. But whatever it is, he's looking to cut $3 billion. Will that affect AEW? No idea. I have a feeling that one product on two networks is rather small potatoes compared to you know if you're trying to carve up three billion dollars. But some sometimes the hedges get get trimmed before a big branches. So just something to keep an eye on. But the PG thing that that's happening. Um, in other news, Los Parks got themselves fired from MLW after right. getting into backstage fights and taking liberties during uh, which um, these two things are related with chairs on Fatu and Hammerstone. Uh, seemingly people that you wouldn't want to take liberties on, but uh, <laughs> yeah. but, but it happened. Uh, and then they got into a fight on the backstage or maybe their restaurant, which is their gimmick now that they sell food, but the food's terrible. Maybe their restaurant, maybe their food, they were doing catering and everybody got sick and they got fired for that. I don't know. But those <laughs> parks, La LA Park and his son's hijo de LA Park and, uh, and LA Park Jr. Which is fired. the original La Parca, right? right. <laughs> I, I think so because the guy the guy is. is like sixty. So right, right, it is. The other one died, didn't he? Yeah, he he's the one who did the tope suicida and actually basically crushed his head. Um, right, right. His match. Yeah, it was terrible. It was like made three years ago, two and a half years ago, and then yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, tragic. Um, so yeah, so that that's that's some of the exciting stuff. Uh, there's new tag team champions in MLW. You got the uh, EJ Induka and Calvin Tankman. Myron Reed is your middleweight champion. Um, so they seem to have a little bit of alliance going on. I don't know. I mean, Raw, well, Cody, Cody's return, I think, was the highlight. Veer, his return was a, a big wet fart. It was nothing. Uh, it was shocking, played. dude. Veer, really. He's back. He just came all over the Mysterios, literally. That's right. He just came. He just, <laughs> he just came hard on, on Domino. Um, have you seen I'm, the memes? I'm down for people beating up the Mysterios whenever possible. Uh, but, man. I mean, for a 10-month build-up for him returning, that I mean, that it was a giant thing of nothing, a giant bowl of... This, this could have been any Raw, any main event, any... It, this could have been anything. And 
Elias came back looking completely different, looking more <laughs> like Chris Adonis than, than Elias. His, oh. his entire body has changed. His entire posture is different. And he's not Elias. It's Ezekiel, Elias's younger brother. So, so they've I killed him. They've killed him, Jeff. I, I think it's funny. I think it's good. I think he looks great. So I, I'm I'm <laughs> I, I'm hoping that he has this has this whole like Rick Martel model gimmick thing going. Oh on. man, yeah, it'll, it'll be fun. They're killing him, but he was already dead. Nobody, the, the Elias thing was over for about eight months, and then it was done. It was it was, you know. So I don't know. Whatever. I, he he looks great. Let's let, let's see where it goes. I mean, I know that let it play out is is like you know sort of like the platitude of insane. Yeah, right. But I, it made me giggle, and it looks like he's going to be in the thing with Kevin Owens. So I mean, if if they can make it work, they will. So and if it doesn't work, he just uh, you know it's like Matt Hardy he hits his head and he becomes Elias again, or maybe he becomes God. his older brother Elijah. <laughs> I imagine that Elijah. Oh man, I don't know. This smells like Bruce Pritchard, like a hundred percent doing this. I don't uh, know why. It just they, comes they, across that way. They took a long time to come up with not very creative things. <laughs> Fuck, unbelievable, man. Well, I just want to 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 cap off the blow off. I just want to talk about talking smack. I don't know if you caught that right after SmackDown. Did you catch that at all? Never seen it in my life. Really? Well, there's some actually uh interesting tidbits actually on the show. But uh, in particular, apparently Dutch Mantel was on there talking how um, basically Cody shouldn't be the one to 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 be the guy to get Roman Reigns' championship. He believes that it should be Randy Orton, 42-year-old Randy Orton. Stop. Could... Stop. Well, that's what he thinks. What do you think anyway? I think I'm surprised you didn't say Jack Swagger. Um, yeah. I think the interesting news to come out of SmackDown wasn't anything that Dutch Mantel said. It was that... Curtis Axel and Aria Davari were oh yes, I heard about trials to be producers. Uh, Crazy, yeah. So and Arya Davari, he's been all over the Indies. So if the Indies are so great, tell me why both him and his brother, who had jobs with you know many major promotions and were booked all over the place, why they would rather be producers? So anyway, why would Curtis Axel even be a producer? I mean, it's you, weird, man. Have you seen him on a card anywhere, any place in the last three years? Since Nowhere. Well, no way. So do you still need to ask why? But do you think is that sort of uh, like over professional wrestling because of his push in WWE, or he's just uh, well, I don't maybe, know. Maybe he has a mind for professional wrestling. I mean, he is actually a third generation wrestler just because he's not particularly good at it and never really had the the physique for it and the charisma doesn't mean that he doesn't have the mind for it. They they say those who cannot do teach, and so maybe he can teach. Maybe he can go. Listen, I, listen, he he did some things that were that, that could have been entertaining if, if if it was just like Wardlow's body. True, <laughs> that's a big if. But the thing is, I didn't think it was too bad. There was a couple of times where I thought, you know what, maybe he can get somewhere, not become a huge star or anything like that, but at least get somewhere. Listen, if he's more creative than. This is what they came up for Veer's comeback. This is what they put on the air for Lacey Evans' return vignette. And that's what they came up with for Elias. If, if he's even a, a, a sliver of a scintilla more creative than that, it, it's an upgrade. Well, in saying that, Jeff, I think we can take it home right now, man. Please tell them where they can find you. Sometimes right here. Uh, you can ask Jimmy. I'm on a bunch of shows with him. Uh, I'm now the the not the fourth ugliest girl. I'm the third ugliest girl. <laughs> So, uh, my uh, with, with Big Daddy Cool, Steve Pena, we do Hammerlock Hangover. That's a wrestling podcast, comes out weekly. Uh, my non wrestling podcast, Garden of Doom. Today, I'm interviewing a uh, guy who wrote a book called UFOs in the Bible. And uh, we're gonna get we're gonna get all grammar, grammarian and syntax and and how they were mistranslations. So, that, that's exciting stuff. Um, but mythology, things that go bump in the night, that's Garden of Doom. And Garden Views is more like mainstream interviews on you know, sort of like uh hard-hitting sort of topics of the day, student loans, uh, the laws of war, things like that. So check that shit out. But, uh, yeah, wherever you can find Jimmy T, oftentimes you can find me. Awesome, absolutely. And speaking of finding me, you can find me right here in Hamin Media Group and at theblowoffwrestlingpod.com. Also, you can find me on channelattitude.com and at the pwcnetwork.podbean.com. If you want to follow me on Twitter, you can. 
at the PWC Network and also at DJ Mass Effects. I think that's about it, Jeff. Ooh, I should say Twitter, right? At Icarusfell, MD. And also, I did a professor's perspective on the PW Hustle YouTube. So uh, it was uh, the Cody Rhodes conspiracy. So check that out on YouTube. Apparently, it's, uh, all, it, it's done pretty well. So check that out. Absolutely. Shout out to the professor once again. Well, in saying that, I'm Jimmy T. He's Jeff Lutman. You've been listening to The Blow Off right here at theblowoffpod.com and on Hamid Media Group. Peace. Stable, my friends.